In the last decade, the U.S. has taken measures to improve healthcare and the consumer experience. However, studies show that only 7% of Americans are satisfied with the current healthcare system. The desire for change even crosses political lines and from multiple political affiliations. All agree the healthcare system needs changes or a complete overhaul. The public perception of U.S. healthcare also hasn't changed much since 1994. That's 29 years that options have not changed about our healthcare system. According to a Gallup poll, 7 in 10 think the current healthcare system is in a state of crisis. And isn't it telling that 47 million people are predicted to be uninsured or underinsured in 2023? The confidence in our system is at an all-time low, and people are struggling going without care, not managing chronic illnesses, and ending up in the ER or worse. Are you tired of the high cost of healthcare? Are you overwhelmed trying to navigate a complicated healthcare system? Welcome to Get Savvy, demystifying healthcare weekly podcast where we take complicated healthcare topics and make them simple. Imagine if you could stop feeling paralyzed with fear and frustration and instead be empowered to make smart healthcare decisions for you and your family. Get Savvy with your host, Sandy Kibling, a healthcare professional changing how healthcare knowledge is shared. Hello and welcome to episode 22, six issues with the U.S. healthcare system, repercussions and options. I am a firm believer that the best decisions you can make are based on not what it is you assume, but what it is you know. If you know what is broken in our healthcare system, then you can navigate and find alternative options so you can get the care you need and advocate for positive change. Today, we will discuss one, the six issues with our healthcare system, two, considering the issues, what are the repercussions, and what are your options, three, the power of being a savvy healthcare consumer. Let's get started. The six issues with our healthcare system. One, difficulty affording medical cost. The high cost of healthcare is a primary reason that prevents Americans from accessing healthcare services. The cost of care can lead some adults to skip or delay seeking services. One third of adults say they or another family member living in their household has not gotten a medical test or treatment that was recommended by a doctor in the past year because of the cost, while about four report that they or a family member in their household has put off or postponed needed health care due to cost. Repercussions. Skipping an appointment may result in undetected high blood pressure leading to a stroke, or not managing asthma can lead to breathing issues or worse, landing, landing in the ER due to a severe asthma attack. Putting off those preventative exams like a mammogram or colonoscopy can lead to a diagnosis of breast cancer that if diagnosed earlier could have had better outcomes. Believe me, I understand the cost of care and having to choose between paying for kids' activities, school lunches, keeping a family pet, or putting gas in the car to get to work. It's hard, and it likely seems every day the system is working against you. I believe that it is. Options. One, you can leverage your local state resources that may have programs to help you offset healthcare cost. Two, you can find a community health center that provides low cost or no cost care for you. Three, you can talk to your provider's office or the facility's billing office and ask for a discount and or a payment plan. 
usually they are willing to work with you. I provide more options about this in episode 19, No Healthcare Insurance, What Are Your Options? The second issue, prescription drug cost. For many U.S. adults, prescription drugs are another component of their routine care. Among those currently taking prescription drugs, one in four say they have difficulty affording their cost, including about one-third who take four or more prescription drugs that can cost $250 to $450 a month. Did you know that drug corporations have the monopoly on pricing power, spending billions to get laws passed, and regulating terms that benefit them and not you? The key leveraging point they use is a law that says that Medicare can't bargain directly on prices. You may have seen this on your local ballot where politicians are trying to change this, but thus far no success. The reason for this is the drug corporations dictate prices to Medicare. Once a price is set for Medicare, it ripples down the whole healthcare system. To expand on this briefly, provider offices are paid per their contracts with the insurance companies based off that Medicare fee and drug schedule. This results in what they pay to buy the medications for you, what your insurance will allow them to be paid, and what your out-of-pocket will be. If Medicare can't negotiate for lower rates, the drug corporations control the cost and don't benefit you, your provider, or the insurance company. Repercussions. The rising and unpredictable cost of prescription drugs also leads some people to cut back on their medications in various ways, such as cutting their pills in half, taking a daily dose, but spreading it out by taking every other day, reducing the effects it may have to treat a chronic illness, potentially doing more harm than good, or in some cases, people even try to obtain medications outside of a clinical setting. Options. There are options versus going without prescriptions. You can price shop using drug discount programs like GoodRx, Single Care, and Mark Cuban's Cost Plus Drugs Company. I appreciate that Mark Cuban and team are investing dollars to interrupt the pharmaceutical industry and providing options for consumers to get the prescriptions they need to manage their healthcare needs. I personally use some eye drops that I need daily, twice a day, to keep my pressures down due to ocular hypertension. The drops retail at $75, but purchasing on Cost Plus Drugs, I was able to get for $16 a $59 savings. I cover more on this in Episode 3, Cost Plus Drugs, Get Your Medications at Manufacturer's Cost. The third issue, healthcare debt. In June of 2022, the Kaiser Family Foundation released an analysis of the debt survey. This project found that healthcare debt is a wide-reaching problem in the United States and that 41% of U.S. adults currently have some type of debt due to medical or dental bills from their own or someone else's care, including about a quarter of adults who say they have medical or dental bills that are past due or that they are simply unable to pay. There are many who have bills that are paying off for over time directly to a provider and some report debt owed to a bank or collection agency or other lender from loans they were were forced to take out to pay for those medical bills. While others say they have healthcare debt from bills they put on a credit card and are paying off over time with high interest rates. The repercussions. The stress of the added monthly payments or guilt of owing a family member is an added layer of stress that is just not needed. Also, sometimes you don't know what options you have or you are so desperate to get the care you need, but 
but can't and are forced to live in fear of a suspicious mole or lump that you can't get checked out or living with chronic and debilitating pain or both. Options. One big mistake made is if you have medical debt, is ignoring those medical bills until they get sent to collections. It's really best to work out how you can pay your medical debt or determine if you can't before it gets to the point of collections. Also, don't be afraid to advocate for yourself and ask for options. Remember, providers want to be paid. Don't settle for the billed amount asked. Instead, ask about options. I cover some key tips on how to do this in episode 11, pricing your procedure and tips for reducing medical cost. The fourth issue, lack of insurance coverage. The majority of U.S. citizens have health coverage. However, the premiums are rising and the quality of the insurance policies are failing. In addition, average annual premiums for family coverage have increased, outpacing inflation and workers' earnings. Also, health insurance coverage is not equitable. Minorities and deprived families lack insurance coverage. As a result, they face more health hardships than other insured Americans. Sadly, the uninsured may not seek medical care due to the high cost and avoid regular health screenings. They are also unlikely to access those preventative health services as well. The repercussions. Lack of health insurance is associated with increased mortality ranging from 30 to 90,000 deaths per year. The number of people without health insurance coverage in the United States is one of the primary concerns raised by advocates of healthcare reforms and policymakers. In 2023, 42 million are predicted to be uninsured or have no health insurance. What are your options? Well, you can leverage the options mentioned earlier with community health centers and local resources. I would also mention that physicians are rising up against the standards of care and healthcare insurance companies. They are choosing to provide alternative options for care that may allow you to get access to care you need and more affordably with monthly payments, often lower than a monthly healthcare insurance premium. I covered these details in episode 20, Direct Primary Care Model, Is This a Model for You? and episode 9, Patient Care Equity or Inequity. The fifth issue, lack of transparency and inflated cost. Fraud and cover-ups are widespread in the U.S. healthcare system. For example, a significant problem is upcoding between providers and insurance companies. The providers may upcode a procedure to get more money from insurance companies, but insurance charges higher premiums from employers. An example of upcoding may be, say, a dermatologist who bills for the removal of 12 skin tags versus the six that actually require removal. In this situation, healthcare consumers get stuck in the middle without any control over health outcomes and pricing. In our current system, sadly, physicians are paid on quantity of care and not quality of care. Repercussions. You pay more money for a procedure and or spend painful hours calling your insurance company or provider's office trying to resolve the issue. Finally, exhausted at being on hold for hours or getting different answers depending on who you talk to, you just pay the bill to be rid of the situation and your medical costs continue to rise. Options. Trust but verify. Understand the patient estimate you receive from the provider and how to compare it with the explanation of benefits you receive from your healthcare insurance company. Know the questions you need to ask and be assertive. I cover more details on how to do this in episode 12, breaking down the mystery of the medical bill. The sixth issue, 
difficulty finding a physician or specialist. With a lack of accessible doctor credentials and accomplishments, healthcare consumers cannot easily find a good doctor. Instead, consumers rely on uninformed online reviews that can help with assessing traits like staff friendliness and wait times, but these platforms do not evaluate a physician's skill level in helping people with their health disorders. In addition, a new study projects a shortfall of up to 139,000 physicians by 2033. According to the study, more physicians are reaching retirement age. More than two of five active physicians will be 65 or older within the next decade. Each doctor's retirement plans affect the health system. There's also the growing concern about specialist burnout. The shortage of medical specialists has also affected America's healthcare workforce, leading to a range of problems from limited patient access to poor outcomes. The increasing lack of physicians and medical experts over the last two decades has demonstrated that the medical system needs to increase the number of physicians to ensure safe and quality healthcare services. Unfortunately, despite ongoing efforts by many healthcare leaders and academics to find long-term solutions, there doesn't seem to be a solution in sight. In my own physician consulting business, I have recently had three of my practices close their office doors due to the administrative burden the health and care insurance company creates for them, whether it's appealing claims or the prior authorization process. Also, they cannot get market rates for reimbursement and unfortunately write off services daily, leaving them no option but to close their practice. Repercussions. You cannot find the provider that meets your needs or it is more challenging or you have to wait for months to see your provider or even postpone a surgery for a period of time to have that surgery performed by your preferred surgeon. There's also the issue of the rushed visit from the provider and you feeling like you are not getting the care you deserve. Options. Be your own advocate. While we can't change the predicted shortage, getting the best care is dependent on a provider and a patient-shared relationship. A provider and patient working in partnership and proactively to allow you to live your best life. There are options you can take to better manage that provider visit to address your needs. I cover more details on this in episode 12, Share Decision Making, the Provider and Patient Relationship. The power of being a savvy healthcare consumer is knowledge. I know that sounds boring and I wish that our healthcare system was not so broken and expensive and that there were options for you to navigate the healthcare system and get the care you need for you or your loved ones. But the sad truth is there is no healthcare reform in sight and state mandates for care like capping insulin costs are helpful, but truly a band-aid fix for a broken system. I would also add that all the healthcare dollars you spend on your monthly premiums does not mean that your healthcare insurance company is working for you. Sadly, the administrative fat at the healthcare insurance companies and lack of accountability and efficiencies only means rising healthcare premiums for you and no reimbursement relief for the providers that care for you. On a positive note, there are many companies, individuals, and or technology creating healthcare disruptors, which provide alternative options for you to get care more efficiently and affordably. I covered this in more detail in episode four, Healthcare Disruptors, Changing How You Access and Afford Healthcare Needs. My point in sharing all of this is really my end goal of this podcast, and that's to make sure that you have the knowledge you need to not be paralyzed with that fear and frustration, but knowledgeable and empowered to make smart healthcare choices. In our next episode, we will have a guest, Miles Wakeham, with Be Unconstrained. 
He has led an amazing life with so much to share. He will talk about his journey through our healthcare system as an immigrant and the 20 years he had to go without shoulder surgery and how he navigated this and more. Make sure you follow so you don't miss an episode. Until next time, get savvy. 